How can we as entrepreneurs create and grow an online business that generates consistent income so we can live a comfortable lifestyle without working crazy hours? This podcast is designed to answer that question. I'm your host, Haley Burkhead. Thank you for tuning in and let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of NLP, but it stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming. It is incredible. You're about to fall in love, I think. It is, it's an amazing way of subconsciously tapping into who you're talking to and also how you talk to yourself. It's a very strong language tool, and I, I know you're going to just love this. And Jen has an amazing perspective on it, and we kind of bring it into marketing. So how can you... As a business owner, use neurolinguistic programming in your messaging. And we talk about how to apply that to niching down and how to write copy. And it's a really amazing episode. So if you've ever found yourself saying, man, I put this Instagram post out, but it just didn't convert, there's a reason why. And Jen thinks that if you use NLP to, and you embed integrate that. I guess that's the best word to use here. Integrate that into your messaging is going to have a way higher conversion rate. I have found this to be true with my messaging and marketing as well. So this is the little secret tricks that we use for our messaging and marketing while integrating NLP into the language we are talking to our customers about. But she also has some really cool self-development tools. It's just a really good episode. So, So stay tuned, listen in. Let's go talk to Jen together. Hello, Jen. Welcome to the CEO Vibe Show. I'm so glad you're here. Woo, thank you, Haley. I'm so stoked. This is so exciting. I love it. Yes. <laughs> I'm so pumped because you're going to be talking about neurolinguistic programming or NLP. I am so excited for this because it it completely rewires your entire brain. And, you know, it's a lot of subtle messaging and we're definitely going to be getting into this. But I want to, before we deep dive into the world of NLP, I would love for you to just tell us like, who are you? Who do you serve? What do you do? (laughs) Hi guys. So I'm Jen Casey. I work with, I'm a business strategy and NLP coach. And I work with online coaches, primarily in health and wellness, who want to Uh, think like a top earner, turn their social media into sales, and really leverage their time with creating a course. Um, So that's kind of what I do. And yeah, I I love it. And more and more recently, I've been integrating a lot of the NLP into the way that I approach a business. And it's just been really transformative, both on the coaching side of things and how I show up and how my clients show up, and also on the marketing side of how we communicate our messaging and what we do. Yeah, totally. I love that you're integrating this into your business. And, um, you know, I know we have a mutual friend, Liz White, who went through the NLP training as well and is doing that. And it's just been amazing to see and watch how NLP just transforms the language. And, and that leads me into, I know a lot of you that are listening right now, um, our languaging is typically the thing that most people suck at, like, to be <laughs> honest. You know, it's, and it doesn't come naturally to a lot of people. We, and for me, I think I've always used NLP in subtle ways, even as a kid. Like I know this, I feel like it just comes natural to me and I am not an NLP expert. I have done research on NLP and I've done a few things. I'm like, oh wait, I already do this. I think for some people it comes naturally, but I would say that might be for like five or 10% of the population, Absolutely. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, when you start learning about the field of NLP, which for those of you who don't know, it stands for neurolinguistic programming. And it really just has to do with your neurology. So neuro, your language, linguistic, and then how we are really uh, using those things to show up in the world. So what is our programming the way, because our, our brains are essentially computers. And what's exciting about that is we can, just like you can fix bugs on your, your apps and your phone, your computer, we can update the programming that we have in our own minds. Um, so yeah, it's been really cool to see how that shows up and then being able to integrate that into uh, my, the marketing techniques and really getting, I, I love the detail work. I'm like, let's look at this one line of copy and just take it apart and really understand like why it's not working. Um, so it's been really cool to see how much we're already using a lot of these frameworks in marketing and in coaching. Cause I think the more you're in the online space, you start to pick up a lot of these things. Totally. Totally. But then there's also some things that we're picking up that are totally not working that we've modeled and are actually repelling people and stopping yep. them from buying. Yep. Totally. Um, I completely agree. And you know, I, I have thought a lot about the subconscious mind and this is why I love so much about what you're going to talk about is I think a lot of what you guys are doing with your business on a subconscious level is actually impacting your profit at the end of the month without you even realizing it because you're checking all these boxes and you're saying, well, I posted on Facebook or I was in this Facebook group yet I'm still not getting this result. And it's because you're either sabotaging yourself at a subconscious level or I mean, there's so many things that are going on in your subconscious that are keeping you from getting the results. That's why NLP is so powerful. So we could go down so many NLP rabbit holes. <laughs> we really can. I'm like, where do we begin? I know. Um, but I chose the rabbit hole of using NLP to position whatever you sell to get people more attracted to what you're currently selling. Because I know that is a big struggle that I find a lot of people doing, and it's because they don't know their audience well enough, and they don't know how, they get stuck on the copy or the messaging. I think you're going to offer a different approach to that. Absolutely. So we can kind of start with just kind of laying some of the foundation for it. what it looks like, and then we can kind of build on that and really, I think that'll give a bit better picture of how we can apply this to marketing. So if we look at the NLP communication model, this is kind of the way that it works. As human beings, we are being given information. We are taking in information through our five senses. So sight, sound, we're touching things, smelling things, tasting things. And at any given moment in time, we are consuming or being bombarded with around 2.3 billion bits per second of information. And subconsciously, we are still taking in and storing that. But as we grow older, our conscious mind kind of filters that down. So it filters it down to around 126 bits per second. And those are stats from a, a book called Flow. So 2.3 billion bits per second down to 126 bits. Well, how do we decide which 126 bits to keep? Well, inside our brains, we have something called the reticular activating system. And what this does is it kind of works as a gatekeeper to our subconscious mind. Uh, to our mind in general. And so it says, okay, we're going to filter things based on time and location, based on our mood, based on our language, our memories, our beliefs, our values, and our identity. And because we, you know, if you have a belief, business is going to be really hard, then you're filtering the world through that belief. If you think money's hard to come by, you're filtering the world through that belief. And then through that, we are deleting, distorting, and generalizing information. And that's why two people can go into the same exact movie, 
one person walk out and say, that was the best movie that I've ever seen. I loved it. It just touched me so deeply. And then the other person is like, that was the biggest piece of garbage I've ever seen. Because they're filtering it through their different perspectives, right? And so after we delete, distort, and generalize, what we do, like, you know, this is all happening within a split second, right? We are creating pictures and movies. And we don't even realize it. We're all thinking in pictures and movies, and they're called internal representations. And then from those internal representations, we create, or our, our emotional state gets impacted. So let me give you an example. If you have the belief, uh, you know, this was something one of my clients was like, I'm really stuck. I'm just stuck. I, I, I don't know. I'm overwhelmed. I'm stuck. And I said, hold on. When you are using that language, what pictures are you creating in your mind? What are your internal representations? And, <clears throat> you know, the thing, and I've asked a lot of people this since, and they say, oh, it's, it, I, I'm imagining a picture of me with my feet in mud, stuck in mud, or my feet in concrete. And they don't even consciously, because it's not conscious, it's in the subconscious mind, we're not consciously realizing that we're creating these pictures. And when you have those pictures just kind of playing behind the scenes, you're not totally consciously aware of them, that's going to impact your state, your emotional state. And all of a sudden you're like, why do I feel like crap? Why do I feel alone? Why do I feel depressed? And then all of a sudden your physiology plays a role in this as well. So you're sitting at the computer, you're hunched over all day, you're taking shallow breaths. What is that telling your brain? Your body and your brain are connected. It's giving it signals of shallow breaths equals like anxiety equals depression. So now our state is in this disempowered place. And how does that impact our behavior? Well, if you're disempowered, you sit and you watch Netflix. You don't go, I'm going to get on live video and just deliver the most inspiring thing ever. You hide because you feel disempowered. So our state, really what I believe is like what makes or breaks successful entrepreneurs is state management. That's literally what it comes down to. If you can learn how to manage your state, your state will impact your thoughts. It will impact your behaviors and ultimately impact your results. So when we're looking at does that kind of make sense? It's a little bit harder when you're not seeing like the full picture, but it's all kind of happening simultaneously. You're explaining this so well, I think. Um, yeah, this is incredible. You know, I have never, because I have heard this stuff before, but the way you explained it was so fantastic because I, and I love that you said when you're hunched over, breathing mm -hmm. shallow breaths, of course your body feels anxiety. I've never heard that before. And that clicked for me. I was like, oh my mm -hmm. gosh. Yes. And that's why it is so important for us to do 10 minutes of yoga every hour yeah. or, you know, get out of our chairs and you hear that, but you're, you're like, okay, yeah, but really, you know, but why? Cause people don't understand how it's like actually making an impact. It sounds nice. Sure. I feel better after, but when you start to actually connect it with the, the science and the psychology and the proof of why yeah. that's so important. I don't know that for me, that's like what I need behind everything to get me to like take action on things. I'm like so detailed and so sciencey. I'm like um, the two year old. That's like, why, why, yeah, why, but why, but why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's okay. So, love. And, and to kind of piggyback on what you were just saying, like about sitting hunched over, this is kind of adding on to it. What I noticed about myself was I was traveling a lot last year. This is a total tangent, but we'll swing back around. I was traveling a lot last year, and every time I would come home, I would sit down at my desk and be like, I got to get everything done. I got to get everything done. I, I got to finish. And so all of a sudden, I anchored a negative state to my desk and chair. And one morning, I got up, and I just went and did my work in the kitchen, and I felt so easy and calm. And I was like, this is weird. Oh, my God. Did I anchor a negative state to my desk? So that's something that you guys can do too. And you can anchor a negative state to a person. 
Like if your spouse is pissed off and, and comes home from work every day and the first thing they see is your face, subconsciously they will anchor negativity to your face. And they don't even realize it. So you oh can anchor negative, like you can anchor a state to a knuckle. Like you can get into a positive state, press a knuckle, and then it's really crazy. And then like literally press on your knuckle and be like, I feel confident. So oh like the body is incredible and the brain is incredible. And when you learn how to actually use it intentionally, it's so much more fun. Can we turn this into a three-hour episode, please? Oh, my gosh. This is so good. Um, that is so cool that it can be actually connected to a person. Yeah. Oh, I, can, I just have so many questions, but I know I have to rein them in. Yeah, I know. I'm like, we just, that was my little tangent about uh, you know, anchoring desk things. Because I've said that to a couple of people, and they are just like, oh, my gosh, I never realized that. Anchoring a negative state to a social media platform. Anchoring your state to picking up your phone. Like, do you pick up your phone in the morning and just get a surge of anxiety? Well, what stories are you telling yourself? What are the thoughts that get triggered by that activity, by that behavior? Because all of a sudden, we start not only having thoughts, but we start building stories. And that's like another layer of this, where Mm -hmm. when we have a belief, Mm -hmm. oftentimes we build a story about what it means. Right. So one of the like NLP questions is, what are you making that mean? Mm -hmm. So if you're like, no one liked my recent Instagram post. Okay, Mm -hmm. great. That's a statement. That's a fact, but what are you making that mean? Are you making that mean that you're a loser, that nobody likes you, that you're not good enough? And this is where we spiral out of control and then all of a sudden get into a disempowered state because our brains are just, we, we, whatever questions we ask subconsciously, we answer. So if you say, why is nobody liking my post? We usually go to the negative what if or the negative option. Why is nobody liking my post? It's not like, oh, because the algorithm changed, everything's good. It's like, oh, because I suck. Well, so then the also quality matter to begin with, but yeah, totally. Right. That's just one example. But for, for, for anything, yeah, right? Like why, why did the, you know, I did $100,000 in my launch, but why did it slow down in the middle? Was it because I didn't do enough videos? Was there something that I did wrong? We try to look for like what is wrong with something before we look for what is right. And that's just like our reptilian brain trying to protect us and trying to go after survival. Yeah. But it's really fascinating when you can start to train your mind to actually look for the positive things mm-hmm. and be like, okay, what was really great about this? And then you talk about, okay, what are the challenges here? And just kind of reframing that, that taking in information. Yeah. So I, I have so many questions. I really, I really want to ask you like at least 50 questions right now. Um, and I, I really want <laughs> go towards like how this impacts customers. But before we go there, I want to say, because I know I have so many of our profit planners that are sitting here and saying, yeah, this is so me. Like they're really resonating with us right now. So if they're in in this anchored state of negativity or they feel like, I know I get so many people in Passive Profit or Profit Planner Lounge that they, for instance, I had someone who, oh my gosh, I love her. She's so amazing. But Pinterest changed like overnight and her whole entire business is on Pinterest. And she was like, this is it. You know, it was like a very negative approach. And I see this over and over and over again. So let's take her for instance, if she came up to you in a coffee shop and asked you that question and she told you the circumstance, how would you recommend her approach it differently using NLP methods? Mm -hmm. So the first thing that I would, so if somebody came to me and said, what do I do? My entire business just went belly up or whatever. And and I'm not getting, money anymore. The first thing I want to ask is, okay, great. What are you making that mean? 
So just from that, I can get a lot of information because one entrepreneur might come to you and say, well, now I realize that this is a huge opportunity for me to go and, you know, finally double down on, on Instagram because that's really what I've been feeling called to do. But I just didn't think that I could because I just had this big following. Another entrepreneur would go, it means I'm freaking out and I don't know what to do. And oh my God, where do I go from here? So I think when we look at what are you making that mean? We identify what is the story that you are building out of a totally um, neutral circumstance. It only gets colored in by the meaning that you apply to it and the story that you build. And then from there, it's like, okay, well, if entrepreneurship is about managing your state and the, because there's always going to be highs and lows, that's just like the name of the game. Even like within, you know, a launch, if you're doing a live launch for a program, we talk about the launch free fall where all of a sudden like things are going wrong and links are broken and no one was able to access the webinar, whatever. Like there, there's so many things that can go wrong and probably will go wrong at different times. So learning how to manage your state as an entrepreneur and it, it, it cause when, when we're in a negative state, when you're in a negative state, everything's a problem. When you're in a negative state, you cannot see a single solution. And there was a great metaphor for this um, from another NLP friend. Um, and he says, you know, when you're in a negative state, it's like being, it's like going to the Empire State Building and being at the bottom floor. All you can see is noise and chaos and people and, you know, horses and like all these things going on around you. And if you want to see Central Park, you've got to go all the way up to the top floor. And when you're at the top floor, you can see anything and everything. You can see for miles. You could mm -hmm. see the water. You could see what is in the future, right? So that's a little something where you can think about, right? When you are in a negative state, you can't see possibility. You can't see how any, like it, everything is a problem. And mm -hmm. in NLP, we can reframe things and say, okay, well, is this really a problem or is this just a challenge? And people go, okay, well, yeah, I guess, I guess it is a challenge. I guess this is a moment of growth for me and, and the team. And maybe this is an area where we can, you know, step out. Maybe this is a blessing in disguise. Okay. So it's a challenge. Well, is it possible that it's not only a challenge, but also an opportunity? Oh, well that feels a little different, right? Cause our language is going to impact the pictures that we create and the way that we feel it's our state. So if we just adjust the language and ask the question like, well, is it possible that it's maybe this instead? I think that opens up a lot of, uh, it just opens up more possibility for a new way to look at things. And when you're saying, Oh, my Pinterest failing and going belly up today or yet like yesterday, Facebook and Instagram kind of crashing and people freaking out. Okay. Well, what's the opportunity there? What did you learn from that experience? Right. Totally. And I think when you're an entrepreneur, if you can look at things that way and always be in a state of being proactive instead of reactive, that's how you win. That's how you stay in this, not just for the next year and make some money in an income stream, that's how you actually build a business and stay here for the next 5, 10, 20, 40, 60 years. So one, figure out what story you're telling. And I love that you said like, it's a black and white canvas. You're coloring it in. So whatever yeah. color you choose, it's your color. So figure out what story you're telling. Two, what are your thoughts around that? Like you've created this story and then you have thoughts around the story you've created 
And then how is that making you feel? And then how is that making you act? And then you can change everything based on your thoughts and your feelings around the story you created. So just those different language techniques that you talked about can completely change those. So yeah, I think this is a really good exercise that I definitely want you to keep coming back to whenever you face something like this in your business. Because like you said, Jen, I mean, this highs and lows, that's just the way business is. So love that. Okay, now... Now, <laughs> this is this is a good like foundation though yeah. like because this we is for anybody this is this is these things are going to happen and come up with your clients uh-huh. and your students as well they're going to come to you with these things go oh my god I'm freaking out I'm overwhelmed and mm-hmm. being able to understand this foundation of NLP and just human psychology is going to give you the power to not fall into panic with them because the person with the uh more certain energy wins Like whoever has a more certain energy overcomes the other person. So if your clients are coming to you freaking out and you have all of this information now in your back pocket and you understand why they're coming to you in a state of panic with this crazy story about, oh my God, this thing's happening and or this isn't working or oh my God, now you understand that it's not personal and that you, and you have some tools to actually reframe them into a better, more positive state. Yes, exactly. So if let, I'm just going to have an example here. Let's say Mm -hmm. Megan. Say mm-hmm. Megan is a graphic designer and she's really trying to get more clients and she has an Instagram and she has a Facebook group and she has a podcast, but she's having trouble getting people to actually convert and want to work with her. And let's just pretend like we already know the problem mm-hmm. is uh, Megan's problem is her messaging. The way she's actually talking to her audience needs to shift and she's never been taught how to talk she has a lot of subconscious beliefs more than likely over making money and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. We don't have to get into that unless we need to. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I'm thinking of a specific person. So that's why I'm getting okay, so perfect. specific. Right I, this is the specific. <laughs> <is great. laughs> yes. So this, this is Megan. How can, let's have a specific example of like, how can Megan create an Instagram post if she wants to book someone for a discovery call for a, as a graphic design client? What would Megan need to do to craft that Instagram post to make it kind of a no-brainer? What, are, what is the technique using NLP? So the first thing that I would want to know if I was coaching Megan was, okay, well, what is your, who's your ideal client? Because that's really the foundation of everything in your business and really understanding what are the pain and pleasure points of your ideal client because yep. human psychology, we either move towards pleasure or away from pain. So what are some things that are, are happening for this individual? I also want to look at what is uh, Megan's story around graphic design? What is her, uh, what is her promise? What is her selling point? What is the transformation that she is uh, providing? So when we look at like even just the NLP piece of this, a lot of times when people are promoting themselves, they're focusing really heavily on, the features of their program or product or service versus the benefits. And this really comes down to being in love. Like so many people, a big mistake they make is being obsessed and in love with their product instead of being in love with their customer. Yes. Yes. Boom. So like I work a lot with network marketers and health and wellness. And so a lot of them will get really excited about talking about their shake. And they're like, my shake is so amazing. And you guys, like you have to try it because it's got, you know, 70 phytonutrients and like, um, you know, probiotics and prebiotics and digestive enzymes. Like nobody gives a crap about that. Right. And so like, hopefully like the example of Megan, now that like, I like using other industry examples because right. we can kind of see more clearly. It's hard to see it when we're in our own box, but it's really like obvious when we see like somebody like talking about their shake. You're like, as a consumer, I don't care. 
But if that same health coach is selling a shake and they start speaking to the benefits, they know their ideal client is, um, you know, a brand new mom who's just finished nursing their baby and ready to get, um, you know, back on track with their health. So they're going to speak to the really, really specific things that are happening for that woman, which is going to be different from somebody that's looking to go and compete in a bikini fitness competition. And so the benefits for somebody who is a new mom would be like, so we, we look at something like she wants to have energy to be with her baby so that she could be the best mom that she could be. And you obviously, if it's your avatar, you're going to get even more specific with those things. Um, but that's one, one of the biggest things that I, I see people uh, missing the mark on where they just feature on the features instead of the benefits. So that's the first thing that you want to make sure that you're including in and before your, you go on to the second yeah. thing, I just want to say, because I know I, I hear some of you right now in your head saying, okay, but how do I know what my audience wants me to say? And this is the part where Jen says, a lot of you are in love with your product and not your customers. You got to get out of your box, girl. You need yeah. to go to your email list and you need to pick five to 10 people and you need to hop on Zoom with them and ask them questions and talk to them and then record those calls, transcribe them using Timmy, highlight things that they talked about that were keeping them up at night, making them want to rip their hair out or cry or like, what was their pain points? What did they, what does their ideal life look like based on the solution that you want to give them? Like, these are the kinds of things you need to be talking to them constantly. Otherwise, you will never craft a message that converts ever. Hey, so. freaking men. Okay, now on to number two. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no, and, and it's so important. I'm so glad that you kind of said that because I think a lot of times in the online space, people are like, oh, yeah, yeah, I've done like ideal client avatar work before. I've done, I did a worksheet on that. I know my ideal client likes to shop at Target and go to Starbucks. And it's like, right? But if you're still not making money and your offer is still not converting, then you still haven't di- dialed in your messaging enough. And a lot of people are afraid to, uh, you know, niche down into one specific person. And I know that it can be scary. And we can even talk a little bit more about this as well. If you feel like this is, do a lot of people who listen to the show tend to be a little bit afraid to niche down? I think people think they have niched down, but they haven't. Mm. Yeah. And so that's the struggle is... I've already done that. Like, this is so basic. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs that I've seen are looking for something hard to do that's going to make them money. Whereas niching is so easy, right? Like you literally just have to pick someone that you love serving. That's literally all you have to do. Like, it's so easy. Why are you having so much resistance? I know I get frustrated with my customers. I'm like, listen, (laughs) You need to do this. And they wouldn't. I was like, there has to be something deeper around this because obviously I want everyone to get results. And what I found was at the core of their being, so many people are taught at a young age, the harder you work, the more money you make. Success mm-hmm. happens in the hustle, which is what I talk about my, at my free webinar. Like this is the core belief that society instills in us. And so whenever someone says like, Jen's over here, get on Zoom, uh, niche down, like look at all this Market stuff. research, yeah, like- I've heard this stuff, Jen. I know. Yeah. But have you done it? Because you're over here looking at a Facebook live show technique when you don't even know who you're talking to. Like, so all that stuff doesn't even freaking matter. You're wasting your time completely. So yeah, I love this. And, and that is what I see over and over again with entrepreneurs. So that was a really passionate rant. I'm sorry. Oh, I loved it. I was like, this is giving me life right now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
Well, it's so funny because I, I always use the example of Planet Fitness. People are like, well, you know, I have to either serve everyone or I already have a clear enough niche or, you know, I, I'm afraid to niche down. And I'm like, okay, if, it, if you think it's really going to be that detrimental to your business and you're like, well, I can't niche down even more. That's too specific. Well, let's look at Planet Fitness. In 2017, they increased their revenue, their yearly revenue by 13.7% to 429.9 million. So can we just like all agree that they are freaking crushing it? Like they're successful. What? So if we look at that and say, okay, yes, we agree that they're successful. Well, what is their marketing strategy? Mm -hmm. Do you, I don't know. Do you guys know? Like they, they publicly clearly like so repel, repel who they do not want in their gym. They are marketing to the average Joe. They have a $10 a month membership. Mm -hmm. They have Monday as pizza day. They have Tootsie Rolls at the front. They've got a lunk alarm on the wall, like a, literally a button. And like I had signed up and I was like, ah, this is so not my gym. They have a lunk alarm that's like judgment-free zone. And you have to press the lunk alarm if because it says underneath no grunting, no string tank tops, no dropping weights. Um, all of these crazy, crazy rules. But they are using that polarity of repelling right. who they don't want to make sure that the average Joe person feels safe and secure and not judged by walking into the gym in just like a baggy t-shirt mm -hmm. mm -hmm. and they're freaking crushing it. So, yeah. you know, you can, you can decide to niche down or not, but the proof and the results and the numbers speak for themselves. So if yeah. you're sitting there broke and you're looking at Planet Fitness going, hmm, how are they, you know, increasing their revenue by 13.7% by millions of dollars? Well, th they're doing something right. And, you know, then this all ties back to NLP because, you know, Planet Fitness got so specific, but they would have never been able to use the languaging. And I think that you do use a lot of NLP, especially even in their Facebook ads. Um, and if they were never going to get that specific if they didn't niche down. So, and I love this example that you did like a subconscious yes. And we talked about this before we hit record, but um, you said you're asking questions that get them to say yes. And then by the end, when you talk about whatever your call to action is, it's an automatic yes. But, and what's so interesting tying this in to hear that what we're saying is you can't get specific yeses if you don't know what you're trying to get them to say yes to. Right. That's super important. So I think this is like super. So if we took everything that we just talked about and we wanted to ramp this up into, let's say, marketing campaign, what are some marketing tactics that we can use now that we have messaging down using NLP? Cool. So, I mean, anytime we're creating any kind of marketing campaign or copy or sales page or live video, anything that's, I mean, all of your content is really moving someone either towards the sale or away from the sale. And a lot of times people are like, oh, give me a content calendar. I'm like, this shouldn't be like an arbitrary thing that you're just throwing up to put out more. It should be strategic. And the goal of your content or a sales page or anything should be to evoke desire, create demand, uh, generate urgency, overcome objections, most importantly, and inspire action. Get them to say, I need to take this credit card out of my wallet, type it in and be good to go. So when we are looking at it from the lens of NLP, everything that you are putting out there is either telling them subconsciously to go away, click away, or to buy. And you do want people to click away. That yep. would be a part of an effective sales strategy because not everybody's going to be your ideal client. Yep. So when we look at, let's say even like a sales page, because we can get a little bit more specific, but again, this can apply to anything. 
when you yeah. look at the format of a sales page, um, you know, you are qualifying people like in the very, the very beginning of a sales page, you're introducing maybe your, your product program offer. You're qualifying people throughout the process. You're saying, does this sound like you or are, have you ever struggled with this? And we see that all the time. And a lot of times people are very generic with what they write. And they'll say like, does this sound like you? Have you ever struggled to like fit in your mom jeans? It's like, well, let's, let's dial this in a little bit more. I remember I was sitting down helping one of my friends who uh, is a manifestation coach and she was helping people with like a goal setting program. And so we started like really brainstorming all this fun and specific copy. And we said like, does this sound like you? Are you somebody who goes to TJ Maxx and buys every single pretty goal setting journal that you can find that says um, she believes she could, so she did only to throw it in a pile on the side by your desk and never open it because it's too pretty to color in? Are you the type of person that, uh, you know, sits and manifests and creates vision boards every single day and has arms that are fat stacked with, you know, different crystals? And we just got like really fun with it and started to look at all the different things. We were like putting, like writing out all these ideas of, um, you know, are you somebody who gets up every day, looks in the mirror and says, I am an abundant babe. Money flows to me effortlessly only to refresh your chase account and see that no money has come in today. Right. So we were just like having a lot of fun with it, but creating copy that was different. Like, because when we, when we look at kind of the levels of market sophistication, the very bottom is the claim. And that's where a lot of people stay. They're just like, I'm going to help you make sales. I'm going to help you lose weight. I'm going to help you set goals. And we have to elevate that conversation because it's just become way too saturated. And one way that you can do that is just by enhancing what your, what your promise is. Uh, there's a couple of different things, but even just like what we just talked about is just getting really specific on writing out your copy and having fun with it because people read that and they go, Oh my God, girl, you're in my head. How did you know that I have this pile of uh, journals that I bought from TJ Maxx that I ordered on Amazon? It's like, you're in my apartment. Do you have a camera? This is really creepy. So we want to qualify that person and make sure that we are clear about who the product program service is for. And then we also want to say, this is not for these specific people. And if you guys have ever seen a sales page or been on a webinar, you probably have experienced this from the consumer end. It's like, this is not for you if you're a service-based entrepreneur. If you roll your eyes at blah, 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 If you make, you know, you can qualify based on income, on, you know, behavior. You could say, if you're somebody that's not open and coachable, this isn't for you. So there's a lot of different layers to that. Um, and then you want to make sure that when you're structuring out something like a sales page or a five day challenge or whatever it is that you're kind of building, building the yes. That was something we talked about with sales pages earlier before we hopped on that you're qualifying people. Like, does this sound like you? Yes. Here are some results for my clients. What would your life look like if you had results like these? Would you want results like these? Yes. Um, Hey, imagine if you could wake up every single day and have an additional $5,000 coming into your bank account. Would you want that? Would that sound good? Yes. So you're getting people to say yes subconsciously throughout the time of listening to you or, or reading your sales page. So by the time you get to the bottom of that page and say, do you want to enroll? They're like, yes, they're ready to go. So that's like one thing that you want to make sure you're doing. And the other little tip that I'll give for sales pages it, and even sales call conversations that I see a lot is making people like a lot of times we're digging up all of the pain because it's really easy to tap into that pain and people are more motivated to get away from pain than move towards pleasure. So we'll be hammering into that. Like, are you so struggling with social media? Are you not getting any traction? Are you feeling like you suck? And people are like, yes, 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 that's me. And they're like, why my program? 
And they're like, I don't think I can do it. So the problem is when we are trying to make the sale too early, be, or not, I don't want to say too early, but before we've finished the sales process, we are trying to sell to them when they're in a disempowered state. And so before you ask for the sale, you've got to get that person up and into thinking about what's possible. And so some things that are NLP style are like, it's called future pacing. And you guys have all done it where you kind of give them imagine if scenarios or say like, what would you, what would your business look like? Or, or what would your breakthrough year look like? They're like, uh, hmm, what would my breakthrough year look like? I guess it would be if I like got back into the, my favorite pair of jeans, if I um, finally launched my business, if I had my first million dollar year and you're like, okay, cool. What would that look and feel like every single day to wake up and have that? And so you're getting them to actually think about what's possible. And just by them thinking about it and creating pictures and movies in their mind, their emotional state is shifting into a more positive frame before you say, okay, now that you see what's possible, let's do this. Are you ready to enroll? So I think those are, I, we jumped around a little bit, but there's a lot of little like nuanced things that are very detailed that you really can just make like little one millimeter tweaks and they do make a big difference. You're shifting their energy on a subconscious and conscious level before yeah. they even make the decision to buy using languaging, NLP languaging techniques. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, I love that. Yeah. And it all goes back to the very beginning on you can't do any of this if you do not know who you're talking to because you have to figure out what makes them say yes and who's saying yes to begin with. So this has been amazing. You Thank you for being so open and honest and talking about all of these amazing NLP tactics. And I know that you have so much to offer. So would you mind telling everyone, where can they follow you and stalk you or sign up for whatever you have? Yeah. So you guys can find me anywhere and everywhere at Hey Jen Casey. That's where I am on all social media platforms. Jen with one N. It's my website. Um, and I also am on the inner boss podcast. It's my podcast. You can come check out. And, um, yeah, my program is pitched your niche and you guys can learn more about it by going to my free masterclass. HeyJenCasey.com slash masterclass. I love it. Yeah. And guys, her Instagram is amazing. So seriously, go Aww. stalk her. She's so great. <laughs> I, I have loved getting to know you. Oh, I mean, I know this is the first time we've actually talked, but I stalked her Instagram. So just be like me and go stalk her. <laughs> go stalk her on Insta. <laughs> the stalking is mutual. Thank you for choosing to spend time with me today. You are incredible for raising your hand to being a CEO and not settling for the hustle-heavy lifestyle of the modern-day entrepreneur. Now, every single month, we have an Amazon gift card drawing for the amazing entrepreneurs that leave us a review on iTunes. Leaving a review helps us get in front of more people which allows this movement to spread wider and grow faster. So leave a review right now, drop what you're doing, leave that amazing review so that you can win the chance to have an Amazon gift card. And also just thanks for sharing this show or this specific episode with a friend or just sharing on Instagram stories. You are helping us accomplish this mission of giving more entrepreneurs control of their time and control of their money. You play such a massive role and I appreciate everything you do. I will talk to you very soon on the next episode. And until then, keep killing it.